What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Action Ignited podcast, the podcast to help you ignite your action and reach your goals in far more than just health and wellness. Join us today as we dive into the quick start guide to a healthier you. This is your roadmap for 2024. As always, we're your co-hosts, Jason Hogarth and Ezem Hadahat. Today, we'll have this candid conversation, give you these seven tips that we have for today, and we'll see how we can help you reach your goals. What's up, man? How's it going? What's going on? Excited it's, to get into this today. Me too. Uh, it's I get I need a little distraction. It's been snowing here. I don't know about mm-hmm. Florida. I'm assuming no. not snowing there. Yeah, <laughs> not, not good. A little bit. I think it's, it's like not 70. snowing bad, but yeah, we had some crazy storms come through. Um, I don't know what was it. There was a tornado somewhere, but I think it was farther away from us, like a couple hours away. But there was like some flooding, Cape Coral stuff like that. Like I don't think anything major, just like street level. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. But like it's you know it's not snowing. There's no ice, so. We take what we can. Wish I could say that too, but uh, let me yeah. distract myself on this one. Oh yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, today we're going to go into seven tips, and this is going to be part one of two of basically your your quick start guide to a healthier you roadmap, as is said. So um, yeah, we'll just we'll take these one by one as we go through. Just wanted to give you something that's nice, easy, condensed. Um, to kick off 2024 with a bang. All right, let's do it, man. So from the seven, first one, and we'll list these off and then we'll share some insight on it. The first one, number one, hydration is key. I'll I'll guess I'll just share a little bit with that one first. Um, definitely key, a few things that I definitely recommend and I've read into a little bit more is having a cup of room temperature water first thing in the morning. It soothes the stomach warms your stomach up for the day. It's a lot easier to do that. I know a lot of people who are on weight loss journeys, sometimes they'll neglect water intake right away and they'll go into things like apple cider vinegar and then their coffee right away to suppress their hunger, warm water to start, and then staying hydrated during the day, higher energy, your skin health will thank you as you go. And those are my initial things. And we'll we'll share some pro tips when it comes to hydration. Yeah, so uh, agree with everything you said. I'd say one very important thing that works for me, especially when it's getting fully hydrated, um, is starting early in the day. If you don't start early, so as is said, you know, have that one one cup or one bottle of water before you even have your coffee, like just make it a requirement so you get yourself started. If you don't start early, it's really hard to finish if your goal is a gallon or whatever your goal ends up being. Uh, really hard to finish that as the night gets later. Then also, if you're drinking too close to when you go to bed, it's going to affect your sleep. Just because this one hits home a little bit, I'm going to I'm just going to throw the caution out there to everyone. Oh, do it. Uh, So last night I wanted a little taste to my water. So I put some Mio in it. I didn't realize that it was an energy Mio, which has the caffeine in it. So I had two bottles of water with that in it. And it really affected me from it it helped my hydration but um when we get to tip number two and i won't spoil that it really it really screwed me there Uh, because i was wired and i was up till 3 30 i think it just couldn't fall asleep so uh if you do add anything flavor to your water one make sure it doesn't have a bunch of sugar or anything like that to where it's gonna make it not water anymore but it's more of like uh the same impacts of soda of getting all this extra sugar in uh, and not noticing it affecting your calories, but um, make sure you don't have caffeine right before you go to bed. That would be my, my pro tip right now. Cause I'm currently paying for it today. Definitely good pro tip. Watch what you put in your water uh, more, a little bit more specifics for that. 
of men, we definitely want to get as close as two and we can get over a little bit over a gallon. That's our targets, 128 ounces, I want to say for ladies. I've seen, I've read different numbers for that. I typically will say like start at least at 60 ounces per day, but ideally you do want to be that 70 plus. Those are definitely our two recommendations. And a, I'm trying to think of any other things. As far as like people have asked, can I cut my hunger or necessarily anything of that nature? If you're in weight loss and you're trying to cut your hunger, essentially you could drink some water. It's going to take some space in your stomach. Um, but I don't recommend just doing that. So those are our tips for hydration being key. Anything else last minute feels for that one? No, I think uh, we can go on to, to tip number two, uh, prioritizing quality sleep. What you got for that? <laughs> sleep is you'll see a whole bunch of stuff online. You'll see, hey, I have over seven hours of sleep, have seven to nine, nine plus. Prioritize sleep because you'll know if you're low on sleep, your recovery will go down. You'll feel more irritable. You'll obviously find yourself yawning throughout the day. Usually body aches will be a lot more serious. Now, the other thing too, is with sleep not being prioritized, you may feel the, I'll call it the past two, the onset, the DOMS, the uh, onset delayed soreness. Or, yeah, that is something you don't want to experience. If you prioritize your sleep, you are repairing your muscles along with nutrition, things of like that. And we're going to break into that too. But sleep is so important. Recovery, your mood, and just everything holistically is definitely what you want to do. And then even brain function there. Yeah, can't emphasize that enough. I'd say I'll take it from a slightly different angle of as far as setting up your environment correctly so you get a good night's sleep. You know, main things, make sure it's dark. Make sure you're not getting... You know, if it if the sun's rising early where you're at or at a certain time of the year, make sure you got some good blinds that are going to block that out and not wake you up before you want to be. So you're getting the right amount of sleep and the correct hours. You kind of know your body, but I think most people typically sleep better if they're colds. Typically, if you get hot, you end up waking up. So if you want to get that true, like good, restful, deep sleep, keep it a little colder in your house or apartment. That way you or you stay in a deeper rest for longer to get that REM sleep or the restorative sleep. And then, yeah, last thing would be try to eliminate distractions. You know, uh, Nala sleeps in our, our bedroom, which can cause issues if she's moving around a lot and waking us up and things like that. But um, and I'm not going to change that just being transparent. But for some people, maybe that they'll benefit from that. I'm a deep sleeper, so it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. affect me as much as it does Megan. Um, but a little, uh, brown noise can, can help, uh, kind of drown that out a little bit too. So nice. Yeah. And even you may have mentioned it, hopefully I didn't miss it. Um, but just a reminder on blue light, you know, you want to have an hour to two hours before bed, try to cut it off. The blue light can disrupt your sleep. You want to rest your eyes and not have to deal with the blue light. So you'll see things online saying to read a book practice mindfulness. There's a list of different things you can do. Find what can fit within your own like self-care practice and eliminating the blue light can help in a big way there. And we're good to move number three. Yeah. Tip number Let's three. Let's do it. Number three, move every day. I'll kick this thing off um, because I'm very adamant about this. I really think that there's a coach from Michael Boyle strength conditioning and he always says uh, movement is medicine. It really is. And move every day doesn't mean to physically lift weights every day. If you can fit that in your lifestyle, great. Hopefully you have a good training split, but you want to move every day. So that's 
getting your steps in. That's five to 10K plus. Ideally, you'll see a lot of professionals say get 10K at a minimum. So get your steps in, get some form of mobility in there. Of course, if you can strength train, that is great. But one to three times per week could work. And excuse me, getting your cardio and conditioning is huge too. Some type of low steady cardio during the week and some type of high intensity intervals can be considered cardio too. You just want to get those movements in there. Kept that one relatively general. Just move every day. Yep. You say it all the time. Movement is medicine. So the more we can do it, the better we're going to feel. Make it easy for yourself too. Um, I know, see, and this is where we'll we'll have some different experiences. But when I used to live in Pennsylvania, you know, it's colder. So a lot less likely to get out for a walk in these these months because it's pretty cold up there. So like right now, I'll take walks outside down here in Florida. But find ways to make it easy for yourself. Um, maybe if you work from home, maybe it's worth investing in one of those treadmills that can fit under your desk, just so you could get some steps yeah. in while you're doing your normal work. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I really need to pull the trigger on that because I I have the standing desk. I just need the the treadmill for underneath. But make it easy for yourself to find something to do. Uh, maybe it's you want to start doing some just stretching in the morning, some some yoga, do a little walk around the house or something. Um, if you are in a colder climate, just to get your blood flowing for the day. Um, and then, as I said, if you can incorporate more structured um, exercise, do it. If you have a gym available to you nearby, maybe you have a home gym, whatever it may be, um, you'll find what what works best. But just start to prioritize some movement um, to get the ball rolling. Yeah, movement every day. Definitely medicine. Number four, we got mindful eating. Making sure we're not eating very fast and on a rush and eating like, hey, I have a deadline. I need to eat this meal super quick. Mindful eating will do a bunch of things. It's so much better for your gut. It's going to help with digestion if we're not forcing food down or eating on a timely matter. And you can really have some time with mindfulness there because if you can sit still and just focus in on your meal, enjoy what you're eating, it is a form of self-care. Your meals are helping rejuvenate and recover your body there. And you tee that up. You make, you're making me crave food now, though. I know, right? <laughs> the way you tee that up. <laughs> and with enjoying each bite, savor each bite. Love that. Um, I'll, I'll add one thing to it. It could help you with portion control, too. Um, Ooh, if you are slowing down your eating, just because you give your body a chance to catch up and tell you, hey, I'm full. Versus Ooh, if you eat one. really fast your body's not going to tell you you're full. So you'll keep going to where you overeat. Um, so if that is something that you currently struggle with, and then you end up feeling very bloated after a meal or whatever, uh, whatever it may be, then that could be one way of, if you sit there and really savor it, slows everything down um, to where you can also have that extra benefit as well. I almost forgot about that one. That also reminds me, You'll hear us say this a lot when it comes to nutrition, prioritize your protein intake. But the example I want to use with this one and mindful eating is if you've noticed in the past or if you currently do it, if you eat fast food, typically you can have a big amount of it. And it's like, hey, I can have more. I'm not full yet. It's usually because the protein intake, one, isn't high quality protein. It's not high quality food. And two, with all that being said, the protein is just low there's not a lot in there so you're able to 
intake so much more. So definitely mindful eating. You want to be mindful on the timing of, of you, how you eat, how quick you eat, the speed of that, and the quality of food there. But yeah, uh, tip number five, stress stress management techniques. Um, we do have a full episode on this um, from a long time ago when we do go fully in depth. So if you're looking for more on this, because I know it is a, a hot topic um, yep. for just about everybody because we all deal with stress, feel free to go check that out. Just as far as some, some quick things, as far as we need to have some way to deal with the things that go on in our daily life so we can always be the best version of ourselves. Uh, pretty much every day you're going to deal with some form of stress, whether it's mental or physical. Being proactive in these things to hopefully either limit the impact it can have on you or limit stress altogether um, is going to help you be better prepared to deal with it when it does come up. So just having a few things in place, um, you know, for me, I've really enjoyed doing yoga at one helps with the stress side of things but also gets you a gets you a workout in gets you a little more limber some stretching in there as well so um and some of the poses are also very challenging so something to chase after too um i would say that's the the big thing for me um the other part i'm trying to get better at it this year it's like focus of mind to get back into the meditation side of it i used to do it a lot more um, I feel like in the last couple months have fallen off. So that's something that I want to get back into because I do feel like it just brought me a bigger or better sense of calm. So I would definitely say something to prioritize now, kind of seeing when I was doing it consistently versus where I fell off. Um, something that I definitely miss as part of my routine. Those would be my two things. Yeah, good shares. Uh, definitely immediately going to bring you guys right back to check out our episode on stress management and we go in depth on that one i'd say use what we've used on this list so far some movement every day and mindful eating those things can help with your stress management because we're looking at it on a holistic standpoint i do like journaling that's something that i'll always bring up whether it's a journal to just release some thoughts whether it's a gratitude journal whether it's a journal that has different prompts on it writing could be that uh finding different creative activities we did an episode on that as well that can also be a form of stress management and i'm trying to think if there's a last one that i'd want to include on that one i guess just a reminder that we've said it a few times in a few different episodes the body doesn't know the brain doesn't know the difference between all the types of stress so you just want to find along the way along your journey how can you balance all the different stress that you feel in life so tune into the stress management episode look at and re-listen to some of the things we've said on here and then find the things that help you uh, manage your stress perfect um tip number six we got connect with loved ones so spend or prioritizing time to spend with those you love or at least have a conversation things like that what are some things that that you do on that front yeah, I like that we adopted filling up the buckets. I think that's huge, meaning you want to be able to see like, hey, are you balancing all the time with your loved ones? Even if it's as simple as a message, even as, if it's as simple as a text that just say, hey, I'm thinking about you, like have a great day. That connection, there's a hormone release with it. There's a lot that happens when you have a general or a genuine i meant to say connection with a certain individual whether it's a friend or family so you just want to make sure that you have time uh, with those individuals so i know for myself sometimes i'll just send a general message like hey i'm thinking about you like have a great day 
Um, it can even be as simple as sending GIFs. Like it's something to get a laughter in there. So I like connecting with loved ones that way, finding just a simple way that I could just send a message and either spark a conversation or just let that person know like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Love that. Yeah, I think ever since moving here, this has been one thing that I have to put some intentional focus on just to FaceTime with family, call people, text people, um, just to make sure I'm staying in contact with my loved ones, um, friends, family, whoever they are. So that's been something I've had to be very intentional with. So yeah, the bucket thing has become huge because it is that like visual reminder, visualization reminder for me to make sure I'm filling everything up. I think the biggest thing is, you know, everyone's dealing with stuff. Um, everyone's got a lot of stuff going on. So be the one to to make the the effort, take the action to go and reach out to your loved ones to keep all those great connections going. You don't want to have any regrets at the end of everything. So always make sure you're you're putting in the work, um, even if other people are slipping or whatever, they got stuff going on too. So like is said, even if it's a gift that that makes someone smile, it's something simple and easy um, that can make the world a difference to someone's day. So nice. And last but not least, number seven, practice gratitude. Mentioned a little bit with journaling. Find ways that you can share some gratitude. Again, it does a number for your mental health, for the hormones release. It puts you in a feel-good state. And when we feel overwhelmed and we don't know where to go and the mind is digging a rabbit hole and we're going down a rabbit hole, shift your focus. Spend some time in gratitude. What's going well right now? Where are you right now? Can you be grateful for that thing and who's around you? Gratitude is super important. Yeah, I would double down on that if you ever feel like you're digging a rabbit hole um because i've been there i've done it i do it um when just like a couple things go the wrong way or maybe not even fully the wrong way but just partially um you start going down that path and you just tend to forget about all the great things that you have in your life too um so even if it's small simple things you know writing them down saying them out loud can pull you out of that pity party state i guess we'll call it and back into the the right mindset to be able to one, enjoy the rest of your day and then get pushing back towards your goals as well. That'll do it for our seven tips here today. That is part one of our quick start guide for 2024 for a healthier you. So as we conclude today's episode one, I'm going to remind you to tune in next time for part two, where we'll go through tips eight to 14. And I hope these seven tips that we provided today can help you along your wellness journey um, it's all about those small, consistent things that we continue to build and stack along the way that are going to make those bigger changes. So thank you again for joining Action Ignited. If you found these tips helpful, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, share this episode with someone that you think might benefit from it, and follow us on our social medias at Action Ignited on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next time, take care of yourself, cherish your health, and as always, stay ignited on your path to wellness.